Georgia's DBHDD is urging people to ask a pharmacist about getting naloxone for their first aid kits at home or work. No prescription is needed. Naloxone can rapidly reverse an opioid overdose and restore breathing. Opioidresponse.info. Welcome to the Georgia Today podcast from GPB News. Today is Friday, October 6th. I'm Peter Biello. On today's episode, Georgia state troopers will not face charges for the killing of a protester opposed to Atlanta's proposed police training center. A federal judge denies a request by a defendant in the 2020 election fraud case, and the Savannah Bananas unpeel their 2024 game schedule. These stories and more are coming up on this edition of Georgia Today. Georgia state troopers will not face criminal charges for killing a protester opposed to Atlanta's planned public safety training center earlier this year. As GPB's Amanda Andrews reports, the results of an independent investigation were released today. The report from the Mountain Judicial Circuit District Attorney George Christian found the six Georgia state patrol officers' use of deadly force was, quote, objectively reasonable. It went on to say that Manuel Paez Tehran, also known as Tortuguita, committed several criminal offenses, including trespassing and aggravated assault. Tehran shot at law enforcement officers four times after a pepper ball was launched at their tent. Troopers then returned fire, killing Tehran. Christian was appointed to review the findings after DeKalb DA Sherry Boston recused herself from the case. For GPB News, I'm Amanda Andrews. An attorney for Tehran's family called the report a rubber stamp that lacked critical analysis and is calling on the GBI and the district attorney to release the evidence underlying this decision. A Fulton County judge has denied a request by attorney Sidney Powell to dismiss her charges in the sprawling election interference RICO case. GPB's Stephen Fowler has more. In a Thursday hearing, Powell's lawyer argued prosecutors were hiding evidence to prove she was innocent and that her case should be dismissed. The Fulton County DA's office disagreed, and so did Judge Scott McAfee, who said it was a jury's role to decide that. We could have a a preliminary trial that would last weeks as well, but that's not what we want to do. The trial for Powell and lawyer Kenneth Chesbro was slated to start later this month with jury selection beginning October 20th. For GBB News, I'm Stephen Fowler. Georgia is getting another infusion of cash from President Joe Biden's bipartisan infrastructure law. More than $1.8 billion will come to Georgia this fiscal year. The money is meant for things like electric vehicle infrastructure, highway repair, and workforce development. White House Infrastructure Coordinator Mitch Landrieu says it'll also fund the repair of off-system bridges that aren't part of the interstate highway system. So if you're trying to get your stuff from the ground to market, or you know, you're trying to get emergency medical services to uh, an out-of-the-way place where your mom and dad might be that are not close to a hospital, those off-system bridges are critically important. Georgia has received $6.7 billion through the infrastructure law, which has funded more than 300 projects at various stages of completion. With healthcare open enrollment just weeks away, officials with Northeast Georgia Health System say they continue to negotiate with one of the nation's leading insurers over a contract. United Healthcare dropped the Gainesville-based system in May, leaving thousands of policyholders out of network. The insurer sent the system a new proposal in late September. Northeast Georgia said this week that it's disappointed with the timing of United's offer, but is reviewing it. 
Meanwhile, Southeast Georgia Health System is dropping one of its insurers. The Brunswick-based system said this week that WellCare will be out of network with the company as of December 8th. WellCare offers a managed Medicare plan. The split comes after what Southeast Georgia describes as months of negotiations and years of inappropriate payments. If you like hearing the news from around the state here on Georgia Today, you'll probably like hearing how Georgia's agriculture economy feeds the country and the world on a fork in the road. I'm David Zelsky, and on the Fork in the Road podcast, we feature stories from Georgia's farmers, fishermen, merchants, artisans, chefs, and others who help provide Georgia-grown products to folks in the Peach State and beyond. Find it online at gpb.org slash podcasts or download it on your favorite podcast platform. Georgia Power announced today that it has to replace one of the four massive pumps that cools the Unit 4 reactor at Plant Vogel, southeast of Augusta. The company says operators found a problem with the pump's motor during testing. Georgia Power says this ends the company's hope of placing Unit 4 in commercial operation this year. The utility said the reactor is still on schedule to begin operating by March. Unit 3 entered commercial operation in July and became the first new nuclear unit built from scratch in the United States in decades. The overall project is seven years late and $17 billion over budget. Vogel's costs and delays could deter other utilities from building nuclear plants, even though they generate electricity without releasing climate-changing carbon emissions. Also in Georgia Power News, the company will pay $413 million to settle accusations that it broke financial promises to one of its nuclear reactor partners. Oglethorpe Power sued Georgia Power last year in a contract dispute over who should pay for cost overruns for the third and fourth reactor at Plant Vogel. The settlement with Oglethorpe announced today could hold down future bills for millions of electric cooperative customers in Georgia. Atlanta-based Southern Company, which owns Georgia Power, said it would write off a $152 million loss on the settlement. Georgia's state taxes on gas and diesel will be suspended for another month. Governor Brian Kemp extended the tax rollback this morning in an executive order. The suspension of the taxes at more than 31 cents per gallon for gas and 35 cents per gallon for diesel had been scheduled to end next Thursday, but will now run through at least November 11th. The Savannah Bananas expect to play in front of more than a million fans next year as they showcase their signature brand of baseball across the country. As GPB's Benjamin Payne reports, the Bananas unpeeled their 2024 schedule last night. The Bananas nationwide tour will span 84 games from February to October, perhaps the most notable ballpark on tap. For that, here's Savannah Bananas owner Jesse Cole at the team's schedule reveal show. are going to Fenway Park, home of the Boston Red Sox! Fenway isn't the only Major League ballpark on the tour. The Bananas will also be playing at the home fields of the Philadelphia Phillies, Houston Astros, Cleveland Guardians, Washington Nationals, and Miami Marlins. Of course, there will be plenty of home games as well at Grayson Stadium, where the team announced an additional 1,000 seats will be built. Elsewhere in Georgia, the Bananas will play three games in Gwinnett County, home of the Atlanta Braves AAA affiliate. For GPB News, I'm Benjamin Payne in Savannah. In other sports news, a Canton woman has won the U.S. Senior Women's Amateur. Sarah Gallagher won yesterday in Arizona in a one-up victory. Gallagher is the first Senior Women's Amateur winner from Georgia since match play started in 1997. It was her first appearance in the championship. In baseball, the Braves and the Phillies play Game 1 of the Best of Five Division Series tomorrow. The Braves are likely to start Spencer Strider, who has won all four of his starts against the Phillies this year. If the blister on Max Fried's finger has healed enough, Fried may start Game 2 on Monday. 
And in football, the Bulldogs will try to extend their school record 22-game winning streak in their return home this weekend against Kentucky, a team coming off an impressive 33-14 win over Florida. And that is it for this edition of Georgia Today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We've got a long holiday weekend ahead of us, so we're going to be taking most of the day off on Monday. So we won't have a new podcast then, but we'll be back with you again on Tuesday. Remember to subscribe to this podcast. We will pop up automatically in your podcast feed on Tuesday afternoon. And if you've got feedback for us, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at georgiatoday at gpb.org. And remember, you can always check the latest headlines and learn more about the stories you heard today at gpb.org slash news. I'm Peter Biello. Thanks again for listening. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.